You're listening to Brand to Brand, a not so serious marketing show for serious marketers. With your host, Thomas Sterling. Hey, everybody. Today on the show, we're talking about corporate restructuring amidst a potential recession. We'll take a look at Shopify and Robinhood to dig into how brands are navigating layoffs. All right, let's kick things off. Well, here we are. We just got finished talking about how brands are winning the battle for talent in what is a crazy labor market. And we would be amiss if we didn't cover the other half of the news, which is brands that are starting to navigate the challenges of having to do business restructuring, having to let people go, layoffs. No one likes hearing it. It's an icky word. And let's examine kind of what that might mean for brands. Yeah, we're a podcast focused on brands. It's in our names. Spoiler. Based off our names. (laughs) Um, We talk a lot on the podcast about authenticity and consumer and brand loyalists' expectations for brands to remain authentic. Um, Consumers caring about how brands treat their employees, not just externally how they treat their customers, and that being an important decision and whether you have a positive or negative uh, view of a brand. Mm -hmm. So for some of these large, well-known companies that have these, you know, some of them, the two we're going to talk about today, very like for the people type brand messages and missions Mm -hmm. for what they stand for, the news of them triggering these massive layoffs during some corporate restructuring can have negative ramifications that are longstanding if they are not presented in a way that people feel like is fair to those employees. hundred percent. And I mean, I always like to think of it as you put as much effort and oxygen into the start of the relationship as you do the end. And I know that that's hard, but I think giving some effort to thinking about how to make it so that it's a human experience, sharing the situation, sharing what's going on, And, you know, in so many ways, I feel like the worst case corporate layoffs that you see are in so many reasons why the job market is so fractured today, because Mm -hmm. the loyalty that used to be there on both sides is just gone. And in some ways, like maybe the whole market almost needs a reset. The rules of engagement need a reset. People need to bring back the old fashioned values of treating people like humans. And with that, let's get into it. Shopify versus Robinhood. I'm taking Robinhood. Well, Shopify is a fabulous story. It's a Canadian-based e-commerce company founded by Toby Lutka. And he immigrated to Canada and wasn't actually able to get a work visa. So he had to get creative with what he was actually going to do. Loved snowboarding. Brought that passion to life. Was like, I'm going to start an online snowboarding venture partnered up with another guy that knew a little bit more traditional business expertise. And what he was confronted with was, you know what? Selling services online is downright impossible. And they took what they learned from that e-commerce venture and they created Shopify, which is now the number two largest e-commerce platform out there. They are literally a juggernaut. They are going after Amazon And they are decentralizing the online shopping experience. Great mission. Great mission. (laughs) And amid COVID, I mean, they saw an absolute explosion, 300% growth at one point, and they staffed up. 
And they sort of had predictive analytics that said, mm. hey, we think this growth curve is just going to continue. That's what you want to tell investors, right? Yeah. But at some point, <laughs> it turns out maybe they were a little over-optimistic. And it's tough because Shopify definitely saved a lot of mom-pop shops, small businesses. Yeah. During the pandemic, it allowed them to very quickly turn on the ability to keep their retail businesses functioning online when people couldn't come to their brick and mortar locations. So it, that has provided so many people with an opportunity to keep their businesses going. 100%. But it's tough hearing the news of the layoffs and hearing the way in which he did it. Well, also, I think, you know, to some give some credit to Toby, he did take the fall for this. He did say he expected their growth to continue and it did not. Although the way he shared the news could have been better. Let's play a clip. Around the world, people who work at Canadian e-commerce giant Shopify started their day with a jolt. Woke up this morning, took a shower, got out of the shower at 8.45 and noticed two emails. One of those emails said 10% of Shopify's workforce would be laid off. The other said Josh Waldman was losing the job he'd just started. Shopify CEO Toby Lutka says he made a bet that the company would keep growing as quickly as it did when COVID first hit. The Shopify executive admitting in writing he got it wrong. Just imagine two emails, one after the other. Which one are you going to open first? Obviously the more recent one. <laughs> <laughs> or the one that's about whether or not you have a job. Like, I'll read your message afterwards. Exactly. I'm going to start with if I even need to read this email. Like, right. maybe yeah. I should just start cleaning out my proverbial desk, which is my own desk because I work from home. <laughs> Honestly, tough news to share. Is there any perfect way to share the news? I would say an email is probably not the best way to do it. Maybe hearing directly, maybe uh, in person. That's not always po possible given the size of your outfit. Maybe over video, maybe before you tell everybody. I don't know. The, the whole series of events. If Toby played it all out again, do you think he'd maybe do it a little bit differently? Probably. Probably. So take the presence of mind. This is a PSA, right? Give yourself a head start. Think about what you might do, right? Tell me about Robinhood. What did they do? Yeah, so Robinhood, oof. They um, robbed from the rich and they laid people off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just weird. That's your brand name. Uh, Robinhood is an American-based company headquartered in California, most known for a mobile app they launched in 2015 to kind of break down the barrier to entry for people to get into investing and trading. Their platform is really based around the ability to easily trade stocks, options, ETFs and crypto all commission free. That was a huge part of getting people on board during the height of the pandemic and the meme stock trading frenzy. Mm -hmm. At mm -hmm. one point, it was the top app in Apple's app store with 2.6 million daily active users. It really just made this concept of getting into a space that was previously reserved maybe just for Wall Street before technology is taken off and put in a phone in everybody's hand uh, accessible to people. So we've talked about Robinhood on a previous episode last season of Brand to Brand. It was on the AMC versus GameStop mm -hmm. meme stonks episode. That was a crazy ride. There's a lot to explain there. But for people who maybe heard about the GameStop scandal but don't really know what it was about, um, Robinhood was at the center of that. The big takeaway here is Robinhood was founded on the concept of democratizing the stock market. However, once they saw that due to some Redditors who started talking about investing and um, really fucking over um, hedge funds that were trying to short this stock, went crazy buying up this GameStop stock, 
Robinhood claimed that it had become volatile and stopped the ability for people to continue trading GameStop stock, which drove users crazy, crazy. It was such a betrayal of this is an application that was founded on this purpose of allowing people Mm -hmm. to do this stuff. And once they saw it kind of taking off, they went, oh, whoa, 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 this shouldn't continue. So now this company recently announced that they are laying off 23% of their workforce. This is the second round of cuts this year. The first only being 9%, which was less of a headline at the time. still pretty crazy. That's a huge part of their workforce. It is. Uh, And this company, from a brand standpoint and a stock standpoint, this company is really taking a dive. Quite the change from a year ago. So this company went public last year, really at the height of the GameStop saga, and rode that wave of retail interest in not only individual stocks, but cryptocurrencies, and really had its high back last summer when it went public. Since then, it's been an uphill battle. Some of those costs, some of that hiring, they have increasingly had to say, we overdid it on hiring and spending. The costs have gotten out of control, if you talk to investors, and say that this is a much needed change. They've said that they have needed to cut the employee cost Stock-based compensation has been a big issue. And Vlad Tenev has stayed optimistic throughout this and talked about this long-term vision of democratizing finance. But so many other fintech companies, PayPal included, that we just talked about, have talked about the same vision. So it's interesting. This announcement happens. The chief product officer announced that she's stepping down, a former VP at Google. The CEO, Vlad Tenev, sent out a message which was posted on Robinhood's blog announcing the cuts. This was following a company-wide meeting. So he did call a full meeting, and he basically gave the same, I guess, speech you could call it, that he ended up penning as a letter on their blog. He talks about, um, you know, Vlad, last year we staffed so many of our operations functions under the assumption that the heightened retail engagement we had been seeing with the stock and crypto markets in the COVID era would persist in 2022. In this new environment, we are operating with more staffing than appropriate. As CEO, I approved and took responsibility for our ambitious staffing trajectory. This is on me. I feel like it is so interesting to note that both of these companies, exponential growth during COVID, mm-hmm. hedged their bet that that growth would continue, hired like freaking crazy, pulled people in to these lofty missions that they had, and both CEOs are taking credit for it and are saying, I fucked up, which is not something you always hear during corporate restructuring. So there is some glimmer of a human moment in that that I want to note. (laughs) I agree. I do think that in so many ways, that's the role of the CEO today, just the same way as we expect CEOs to take stances Mm. in public matters. Right. Okay. Florida, don't say gay bill, Disney. That's a whole nother conversation. Whether that's a positive trend, whether we like that trend or do not like that trend, that is in some ways the expectation. I do want to touch base though, and just say that in so many ways, these tech pullbacks are because company valuations are returning to sort of rational levels, Mm. right? Companies were being valued 40, 50x towards their revenue, which was just crazy. And now it's not just the CEO that's sitting there. I know the CEO is saying, hey, this is what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. But you better believe that some VC angel or devil is tapping them on the shoulder and saying, you got to pull things back a little bit to kind of preserve capital and make these job cuts for cash 
conservation just because of changes in, mm. in market volatility. And crypto is pushing a lot of this stuff down. I know people are like, oh, crypto, I never thought that was going to mean anything anyway. Well, it actually does. It was inflating the tech market in so many ways. And now when you see that deflation, that all has a huge impact. Mm -hmm. Robinhood wasn't just people buying GameStop. It was people buying crypto. It was people buying all sorts of assets. And when people aren't necessarily participating as much in the market, when you see all this talk about recessions, people pull back. You know, Warren Buffett would say, be greedy right now, right? But a lot of people are like, ah, uh, maybe now's not the time. Maybe now's not the time. So they staffed up for that demand. What were they supposed to do? You got to keep operating as a business. It's hard stuff. It's hard stuff, but it's the human side of it. It's it's how you're then connecting with people and bringing them in and saying, here's what we tried. Here's what we did. Maybe we made a mistake. And at least these CEOs are sort of taking responsibility. Mm. And I mean, like bringing it full circle here, obviously these are some, some, some major brands that you could argue are in that sort of tech space, right? But we're also seeing the same thing signal from Wall Street, and I want to play a clip. Layoffs and pay cuts loom over Wall Street amid a bear market, and IPO issuance is plunging 95% this year. Let's bring in Yahoo Finance's Alexandra Semenova here with me at the desk. Um, I guess this is kind of inevitable. In some ways, we've already started to hear that commentary about job cuts? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're seeing uh, announcements every day, it seems, from companies laying off workers or curbing hiring. But so far, this has been concentrated in real estate and technology. And Wall Street appears to be the next sector to see this. This is something that the industry is largely preparing for, especially after we just saw second quarter bank earnings roll in. Uh, although many banks did report results that were better than Wall Street estimated, uh, revenue was still down across the board. And I think like what a lot of this in so many ways, everything is kind Kind of interconnected. When we talk about that white hot job market and we talk about people leaving companies and getting significantly more compensation, companies kind of in so many ways inflating their costs to compete, to bring the right talented workforce in, at some point, someone's looking at that overall expense category and saying, wait a second, is this sustainable? Revenue maybe is down, even though ultimately they're still meeting their expectations or maybe exceeding their expectations. But if all of a sudden that payroll number grows so significantly, yeah, there's not enough revenue to go around, right? At the end of the day, they have to make changes. And so, you know, with all of that said, if you look at the greater market conditions, we still see a white hot labor market where in so many ways, this is like no recession we've ever seen before where people are just... They're going to keep hiring until the ship goes down. And that's a tough situation to be in, honestly, for all of these businesses and for the labor market in general. So if we had to talk about some other brands, uh, layoff news is definitely making headlines. There is a LinkedIn post that is live updating and constantly tracking. And it's great. What's going on. Or it it's is tragic, <laughs> depending on how you want to look at it. I mean, it's great insight. It's great insight to see. I think initially reviewing it, a lot of brands are making really small cuts, cuts you wouldn't even necessarily see headlines about. And obviously the tech sector, real estate, those are ones where you're seeing some big changes, but that doesn't mean it might not be headed to other industries soon. One of the brands listed in that article, um, Bloomberg, it seems, is reporting that Ford is going to be cutting 8,000 jobs in its gas fuel division. So we're talking a lot about branding on this episode, mm -hmm. right? Not just layoffs and, you know, doomsday of the recession coming. This could signal, hearing news like that, wow, that's 8,000 people on the unemployment line. That's 8,000 people 
um, an American-based company with factories in the U.S. that are now going to be seeking other jobs. What that also could signal for a brand, though, is the other part of that story, if these jobs being cut are in its gas fuel division, Maybe they're creating double the amount of jobs in their electric division, or this is a bit a good move for the brand and its sustainability initiatives. So sometimes there's another side to that coin. Mm -hmm. So I think hearing that scary word of layoffs, thinking about corporate restructuring, it's kind of like maybe there is a need to break down old things to rebuild them anew in a mm-hmm. way that they're better. The focus of what we want to talk about today and what we're really digging into is if you have to make those layoffs to get to this better world or this utopian vision for a company, you need to be human in how you're approaching that. A hundred percent. And unlike other situations where there's big rounds of layoffs, the hiring market is still there to cushion the fall of anybody that ultimately has to transition. And I mean, you talked about Ford, Walmart's on the list, Oracle, Vox Media, Envision, 7-Eleven. I mean, the list goes on. There are so many Victoria's Secret open seas within the NFT market because we're in this weird crypto winter Uh, just a ton of brands, brands that specialize in virtual events, all sorts of things that arguably probably staffed up, made some big changes to be capitalizing on the market demands. And then when the seas changed, weren't necessarily ready to weather the storm. And now for something completely different. So if we had to break this out into work, well, I would just say I imagine that anybody listening has a pretty well-oiled HR department that's prepared to navigate any obstacle that's ahead. But I think the focus for this show in so many ways is like how can marketing and leadership come together to assist HR to navigate this with an eye in maintaining culture, which I would argue is the last sustainable competitive advantage. And it's something we're all going to need when we get on the other side of these restructures and these changes after we write the ship. I would say first and foremost for the leaders out there, it's Before we even get to layoffs, make sure we have a communication plan, a strategy for how this would unfold. And I think for you to have the hindsight, right? Take a look at what other people are doing in the marketplace. Second, I would say, make sure you time the news in a way where it will actually be received. Timing of this is critical. And most of these things all happen in the same day, but that doesn't mean you can't have the presence of mind to usher it in in a way that's human. Ultimately, make it so that it people actually can hear directly from leadership about why. Share that why, right? Dive into, in that conversation, how the brand has exhausted other options. Leadership should also consider what leadership is giving up amidst this process. The news of layoffs is always less authentic if executives are still getting bonuses. And I'm not saying don't treat yourself appropriately, okay? I'm just saying give some thought to what changes you might be making, if any. And if you are, make Make sure that's part of that message. We're all in it together mentality. Finally, make sure you acknowledge those that are still with us. At the end of the day, this is a toxic situation for culture. And figuring out how to bring everybody back together, bring everybody back together to that lofty mission is absolutely critical in this time because this will leave ripples that will be felt for quite a while. I did not go to business school. You know who else didn't go to business school? LeBron James, Tracy McGrady. They went right from high school to the NBA. So it's not the same thing at all. So if you had to take anything away from this episode, V, what would it be? 
It's that we have to wonder if some of the brands that are winning the hiring game right now are going to lose the layoff war as this recession comes to fruition. If you are deciding to transition uh, to another team right now, to another company, or you are hiring like crazy for a brand, it is food for thought to think about the great resignation leading into a recession as often some of those newest batches of employees are often the first to go. Well, I would say for me, it is, this is an inflection point in the economy and it gives us all a moment to reflect. Job seekers, hiring managers, brand managers, maybe this will be a chance to bring back some of the loyalty on both sides of the fence. And with that, we're out folks. Thanks for listening to the Brand to Brand podcast. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.